Welcome to the Passion Harvest podcast audio series. Thank you so much for listening today. I am Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador. If you would like to watch this episode, please head over to our Passion Harvest channel on YouTube. We love taking you on a journey to discover your passions. Thanks for listening. Hello, passionate listeners. Welcome to Passion Harvest. Thank you for making me a part of whatever you're doing right now. My name is Louisa, your host, International Passion Ambassador, and welcome to Passion Harvest. I have a very exciting guest today on the show. And if you like this episode, please subscribe. I can't wait to dive right in. It's going to be a juicy one. (laughs) My guest today is Jean Sheehan. Jean has a gift that enables her to see within the body as clear as an MRI. In fact, Jean was nicknamed the walking and talking MRI. She chose to become a nurse so she could be in close contact with people emotionally, physically, mentally, and from heart. And she documented case studies so as to have a scientific proof that anything was possible in the game of health. With so many requests to teach medical intuition, Jean created the first accredited medical intuitive course, which is now recognized in 26 countries. Jean has a passion for breaking limits and rules when it comes to people living their best life. She has five Amazon best-selling books. Congratulations, by the way. The world's first and only medical intuitive oracle cards has accredited medical intuitive courses and her own teaching modality. As a leader in the field and keynote speaker, Jean mentors health professionals, parents, teachers, and corporations on how to shine their brilliance. I love that. Through health using leading edge techniques. Jean has designed and developed a revolutionary understanding of health and her own registered modality, which complements Western medicine. Jean's methods are revolutionary and transformational. This is her story and this is her passion. Jean, welcome to Passion Harvest. Louisa, thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> it's a pleasure. I'm so, I mean, it's taken us a while to get together, but I'm so excited that you're on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I always like to give a, you know, a, pers- a bit of a personal story or background for people that don't know about you and I'm sure many do because you're incredible but how a lot of people just want to know a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today in the concept of time in this interview (laughs) so so how far back do you want me to go Louisa I don't know I know I think I think sort of potentially some milestones that changed your life I know you mentioned that your mother died when you were 16 Mm -hmm. and I guess yes potentially the pivotal moments that made you who you are today Sure, sure. Um, maybe if I share some of the things that people seem to get curious about. Yes, me, please. Especially that <laughs> thing of, what do you mean genes are walking, talking MRI? What does yes. that mean? Uh, so, yes, born with the ability to see inside the body. Anatomy, cells, the whole lot. Uh, I'm actually a, a Greek Arabic, so I was born in Kuwait. And that was a total no-no. Like, uh, that was just not acceptable, seen as evil, demonic. So I didn't learn it that it was an actual gift. I didn't know what to do with it. And it wasn't spoken at home. At the age of five, we immigrated to Australia. And my biggest struggle was not so much like interpreting what the body's saying, but learning this thing called English and reading English. And then being able to 
to communicate, well, how do I explain what I see in that person walking past? Because children can be really open and say, mummy, mm. that lady's fat. Mummy, uh, that person's going to die, <laughs> which I don't really go well in my culture or just generally. People yeah. don't like it. So, so you've always um, had the ability to see inside other people. Always. I didn't understand it and I do not call myself psychic, clairvoyant or any of those sort of things because I don't understand those words. I just see it as, uh, like it can see my blonde hair, I can see inside the body as clear as that. It's just a sight. It's not anything, for me, not anything special. It's kind of amazing, by the way. <laughs> can you, I, I've got a lot of questions to ask you, but I just, aside from like, I'm thinking, oh my God, now you're looking at me. But aside from that, <laughs> I'm thinking, can you turn it, switch it off and on? Like if you're walking down the street, that would be hard. Yeah, so, so if I give the people a moment, because that will answer that question. And everyone says, oh my God, is she looking at me right now? What do you see? What's going yeah. on? always that thing so I always try to make it calm of so because I see that way from birth um it's like looking at you know your beautiful gold picture behind everyone can see that it's okay I see inside I see outside it's all the same um so keeping it all quiet at home um it wasn't until age 16 my mum died on Christmas day uh, she had bowel and liver cancer and I was quite upset that why couldn't Western medicine see what I could see? Why couldn't they helping it? Look, the body is talking, mm. but how do I explain it? I didn't have a medical background. I could describe it in detail, but who do I tell? So from that moment, I thought I have to do something. So I decided to uh, become a nurse. Um, but at age 16, my mum died, I became homeless. And then that taught me another aspect of health, which was actually the mind. There was a physical the chemical mm. like the mind so i needed to understand like potentiality that everything's possible find somewhere to sleep find how to eat all at 16 that's a, a great challenge uh, so i got into nursing which was great it was to appease two parts of me my right brain is ferociously woo woo crazy seeing all sorts of things inside the body and sacred geometry and then my left brain is very scientific I needed answers. So I was like having a battle inside myself. And as a nurse, I thought when I was watching mamas um, dying, it was the nurses that were with the patients the whole time. That's why I chose nursing, not a doctor. So I was with the patients as they spoke, as they took their temperature and blood pressure and all the basic things, took them to the shower. I, I would watch what they said was not aligning with what's happening in their body, what the tests the doctors were looking for weren't aligning. Nothing was aligning properly for that holistic approach so i started doing case studies of what was happening not not invasion of privacy of patients that was number one priority but just to go okay i can see that i wonder if that and is that going to happen or whatever and sure enough it did align i needed more mm -hmm. so i went into pathology which is taking the blood samples and the body parts and everything down to the laboratory looking under a microscope so that i could quantify what i could see microscopically was what I could see microscopically. So as we took your skin part or part of the eye or whatever it was that we took from that person or blood or urine, etc., under the microscope, I could see identical. And then I went into autopsies, didn't last that long, but I needed just to do that final quantifying for myself of what I see in the body and the positioning of everything 
is exactly the same as when we cut a patient open, it's exactly the same. So that was enough appeasing my left brain and doubt and to marry up the both. And then that question you have of, <gasps> she's looking inside me. Yes. <laughs> I can't hold this back anymore. I was suicidal. That was another pivotal time. Mm. And I was suicidal. I knew how to do it. I was a nurse. I had the glass water and the pills. I knew which ones to do. Um, to bump myself off because I went, I can't hold this back. What do I do with it? And I thought about my uh, three-year-old son at that stage. He's now an adult. And I thought, I can't leave him like my mum did. I have to break through. And so I started telling missing girlfriends. And I'd say, oh, let's go do a coffee and cigarette because that's time I did have smokes and coffee and everyone could smoke and have coffee. Everywhere. Yes. <laughs> so I'd say, oh, let's pretend it's you, Louisa. Louisa, so how's your cappuccino? Oh, great, Jean. Uh, Louisa, you know those headaches you've been getting when your hormones are thing and blah, blah, and I'd start telling minute details that you never shared. You could see the person's mouth just drop to the floor and I went, just keep going, go for it, just say it, just say it. And it was just the most amazing blessing of um, my nursing girlfriends would say, what the fudge? How did you know it? What are you doing? Are you a psychic? What's going on? And I just said, this is what it is. And from that door it was, people kept saying, can you do private sessions? Can you teach? It? And it just opened Pandora's box. Um, so can I see all the time? Yes. Walking down the street, uh, walking at the beach. I live on the Sunshine Coast at Noosa, walking along the beach. I'm seeing the beach. I'm seeing the person. I'm seeing inside the person. I'm seeing inside the animals, the dogs on the oh. beach. Uh, but I just don't see it as a bad thing. If someone's got cancer, I don't run up and say, oh, my gosh, you got cancer. Because they may not die of cancer. That was a learning lesson in my 20s that what they might have may not kill them that we've all got diseases in the body, but it doesn't mean that we're going to die of it. And um, that person might go to Fiji and a coconut drops in their head and they die of that one. Yeah. The disease, the biggest thing of my case studies was the disease is a story. So when you go to the GP and they give a, find out your history, Louisa, have you had breast cancer? No, has your mother had breast cancer? They're finding a story. Mm. There's a story in the body and disease is a story, high story, history. And so part of teaching was find a story and then the body can actually heal itself with a little bit of assistance and awareness and guidance. Um, does it mean medication? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Lifestyle change? Definitely yes. But find the story. What's the story? So, yeah, so looking at people, I can see the stories. But until they ask me, I don't actually say, oh, my God, look what's inside you. That, that would just scare them. I yes. thought it scare them. Uh, so, yes, the pivotal times were defining moments but really gave me the kick to go, to just jump, jump. So breaking barriers of culture, uh, of being a female in, in my Arabic culture, it's not the done thing to, for women to shine their brilliance and be out there and expose. That took me on a journey of, right, I've got to help people if it's working so well. How else can I do it? That led to keynote speaking, speaking on cruise ships, which I'm not doing at the moment, but on <laughs> cruise ships, 
can we have this info? Oh my God, what, write a book? I can hardly even write English. I still have spelling mistakes and get tricked on uh, English words and things. So I decided to write my first book in 30 hours. And then I wrote two books in five days. Um, I want to write five books in five days. So I keep looking at how can I use the body to access potentiality, which is different. So that's my journey. My journey of what I do, but it's not about just sickness. It's what's the body saying? How come people repeat the pattern of losing money, not getting a great job, having migraines all the time? Whatever it is, it's just a story. We can change the story and the body talks. Your own one thing, the body. So that's my journey. Wow, wow, wow. Well, thank you. First of all, congratulations for, you know, all that you've achieved and for, you know, speaking you. about that so openly and honestly, number one. Thank you. Um, oh, my gosh, I've got a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll start with the last one because that's my, what my brain first remembers. But yeah. um, the story, and I love how you call it dis-ease because it's dis-ease within the body. We say disease, but the dis-ease. Uh, when we talk about the story, and I don't, I don't know if you... Uh, have the belief that we have other lives? Is this our only yes, life? Yes, no. Yes, no. See, this is where it's a little bit crazy. Okay. Yes, I see other lives. So whether you want to call them past, future. Yes, present, whatever. Dimensional, whatever. I love all the quantum stuff. I love all that. When I looked into the body, I actually noticed that the body doesn't understand if it's in a past life, past lives. It's patterning and the dis-ease was actually patterning. So was it at three years old that the child was told, no, you can't have ice cream? And then the body links into the word, no, you can't have, which is it a past life? Is it that? So quite often dis-ease doesn't have a time zone either. So it's not looked into, locked into an age or just a past life. It's everything in the quantum reality. Right. That was, yes, that was my question. So the dis-ease that can result in sickness, it's, it's not necessarily from this life. It can be from other lives. It's almost like it's embedded in within our structure, our DNA or our cells. Got it. Soul. Is that, is that what you're? Yeah. So on a science level for me, it was DNA, not the Mm -hmm. RNA, which is like our original cell. It's the DNA. So DNA makes sure that I've got curly hair, brown eyes, et cetera. Um, So it's like a patterning and DNA is a patterning. It's just like, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. But where did it originally come from? It, it's almost I explain um, when I give lectures of this at uh, corporations and university and things. I say it's like, you know, imagine all this space around us, which we want to call Earth, the universe, but call it soup, quantum soup. And in the soup, <laughs> I'm going to pluck out my soup, a bit of carrot, uh, a bit of a past life from when I was a witch in medieval days and a bit of the future where I'm an alien from the 17th dimension. It's like you can just grasp it and it becomes us, but it doesn't define who we are. Whereas people mm. talk disease and say, oh, I'm good, but I've got a bad back. They define themselves by the bad back rather than I'm great. I'm experiencing a bad back. So Ooh, I, I love that. Anywhere, anywhere. And so it's interesting. It's, it's, yes, as you said, the soup was a great analogy. <laughs> it's not, it's altered lives, past lives, other realms, whatever you'd like to call it, but it is also from our ancestral um, genetic yes. lineage as well. Yes. 
Yes, it could be a patterning from uh, mother's 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 mother mm. didn't have breast cancer, but breast about nurture nourish. She never nurtured nourished herself, which was then taught sub, um, uh, sublingually, subconsciously down the pattern until it got to my mum who had breast cancer, and then me, and then possibly my daughter. That where did it come from, or how come? I'll give an actual example. Yeah. My oldest son was born with a a lot of medical surgical problems. Uh, I knew whilst I was pregnant with him, uh, I couldn't say anything at the time, uh, but all his conditions, none of them are in any family history. Where did he get those from? So he, he plucked out of the quantum soup a bit of this and a bit of that and then one of those and I had some of that. Um, it linked into some past lives he needed to clear, some future stuff and his own personal experience of Right. As soon as you come into the world, you're going straight to intensive care because you're a sick little bubby. Um, so mm -hmm. it's like, well, there's ancestral, but did he then create a new ancestral lineage? It's just so much fun. It's oh my fun. God, it is. And you already answered my, one of my questions. It's kind of personal, but I guess yes. my question was, can you see inside your own body? Yes, okay. definitely. Is that a good thing? I don't. Uh, yes, I know. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I will look at myself and say, are you serious? Did you create that? Why did you create that? And so I'll examine on, well, why is that happening? What's the benefit of that? So for me, dis-ease or ease, whatever's happening in the body, there's a bonus and a benefit. But that's not taught in Western medicine or health. We don't say, oh, my gosh, congratulations, you've got bowel cancer. That's amazing. <laughs> yes, Where, until I'm not laughing. Jean. Well, until I meet Jean and I'm lecturing, I said, that's fantastic. Oh, my God, you've lost your job and you've got bowel cancer. That's amazing. What is wrong with you, Jean? No, no, no. The body's talking. Let's have a look. We create it. We can uncreate it. We can change the patterning, the DNA. Come on, let's go. But then why do some people die, some don't? Because mm -hmm. there's a bonus of if that person dies, there's actually a healing process for so many around. But our human part has a huge uh, experience of pain and loss, which, which I don't wish upon anyone. And I don't say, oh, my God, that's great, you died. Either. <laughs> it's just when you understand the body and what it's capable of and what a gift things are, it's like... Oh my gosh. And then health would change. We would it is. Uh, that, yes. That fabulous saying, I think my yoga teacher said it once, my body, my teacher, which. <gasps> yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, obviously, well, in our, un, in our unconscious state, no one wants to get sick. No one wants to have disease, but the disease is created by, as you mentioned, plucking things from soup, a holistic approach and our thoughts and belief structure or pattern yeah like it's, i say it's a balance of physical and lifestyle of course you know that is it that chemically i'm going to just live on a brown sugary fizzy drink without naming names um or high sugar can lead to besides diabetes on a chemical level um bowel cancers and candida and uh, moodiness and you know there's a whole whack of things but what about the mental thing why why am i gravitating to the sugary yes. drink is life not sweet um why do i need the caffeine from that drink am i not feeling zooped up are my um my cortisol levels so low in the adrenal glands that i have the caffeinated 
um, drink that goes bing. So that's why that's also that balance of that whole big picture, which the word medical means what's the big holistic picture. And then intuition is that spontaneous insight that everyone has. Everyone's got intuition. It's like, um, even though the GPS says go left and you think, mm, I might go right. Oh, I followed the GPS. I knew I should have gone right. It's that intuition. Yes. Um, so it's that big, beautiful bowl, round bowl of soup. Of just get, let's get a balance of everything. Everything. And I mean, it's just incredible. You've, you've got such an incredible talent, but trusting yourself and not worrying about back to going back to the intuition and not worrying, obviously from a cultural perspective alone, it was very challenging for you. Yes. Yes. But I think it's everybody's intuition. Uh, we do doubt ourselves, but really I look at children because I specialize with children and their personalities as well from looking inside their body. Children straight away say, no, don't give me egg. And so the way they, they can't communicate. So they have a skin rash to say, don't give me egg. But then as humans, we're taught to go, oh my God, we're going to worry. Whereas it's like, oh, the child doesn't want egg. Okay. So they've had a reaction. Don't have egg. No problem. So quite easy. Really, it's quite easy. Yes, yes. <laughs> Children, you know, are, are wonderful little beings. I'm just thinking, my God, this is so incredible. But how could you possibly put this into some sort of teaching and training modality? And I've got so, another question. I, <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stop. I've got to ask. This is wonderful that you can see potential issues or disease within the yes. body. But how do you fix it? Great. So, so my so but that, that's a whole episode. Well, no, no, I'm just so excited. Can, can we play? Can we yep. play? Can we play? So I'm going to use, for example, I've got them just in case because a lot of people think, all right, so you know that, but how we, because we're taught in lifestyle, not just health. Um, if you've got a problem, take a what I call Panadol. And, mm -hmm. and I'll just let you know, I was a drug dealer. When I was nursing, I was a drug dealer because I used to walk around with my drug trolleys, all my pockets filled with Panadol, walking around on the ward, Panadol, Panadol, Panadol. It was that instant fix of you've got pain, take a Panadol. Now, I'm not any analgesic. It's like you've got that, fix it, which is almost like suppressing it. When people have a temperature, children, adults, we give them some, usually Panadol to bring the temperature down. But if we have a temperature, the body's actually cooking out the infection, say even just basic tonsillitis, itis is inflammation is just cooking it out to actually rebuild its own immune system. And that's the idea of immunization. I know that's such a wobbly topic, but I'll just share. When we get immunized, we give someone German measles to build immunization to it. I'm not saying to do it or not to do it, but- It's so a very controversial topic. I will publicly, I will publicly I say I have not been immunized myself at all. So <laughs> I had very uh, alternative parents. I haven't. Immunize my children. Uh, I was um, to a certain point when we arrived in Australia, not in my agriculture, we didn't have it. So going back to how do we fix it? We're taught Panadol, um, mm. but do that quick chop fix. And it was Plato who said um, to cure is to alleviate immediate pain. So chop off the leg, but you still get phantom pain. Give a Panadol. It brings the temperature down, but there's something else. Uh, whereas to heal is to make colon complete, which means find out 
why did we create that in the first place? So I'm using oh, I love that. Can I do a can I do a Greek quote as well that just oh, came yes. to me? Yes, Socrates, yes. the unexamined life is not worth living. Yes, love it. Love it. Just love saying, love sorry it. to interrupt you. I just had <laughs> to put it out there. <laughs> Please so, go on. <laughs> I'm going to use the medical intuitive cards. For oh, example. wow. So they're oracle cards. Um, and, Amazing. Um, so, so let's just, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to randomly go to, uh, just go to this one. Just then I'm thinking, one. oh my God, does that relate to me? <laughs> well, does it relate to you, me, the listeners? You know, oh, who maybe. is it? Let's say yes. everybody. So in quantum reality, of when I teach it, I say, if the liver comes up, it's not just the, the client. It's the practitioner, it's their children, it's your dog, it's your, it's everything. And the liver, love the liver. I think the liver is more important than the brain because this is your organizer and planner. It's where we hold anger. Emotions is critical for the anatomy and as well. Um, it's your processing. It's about feeling disempowered, impotent, sexually, or just feeling disempowered. So how would I fix it? It wouldn't be... So um, Dr. Bloggs, he says, Jean, you've got a fatty liver. What on earth is a fatty liver? So everyone pictures this liver with a whole heap of fat on. A fatty liver doesn't actually explain it. It just says the liver's not functioning properly. Great. What do I do? Get off all the fats. That's not actually true. It could be emotionally that I just am so angry that my life hasn't been organized and planned to the way I wanted it. I had these strict plans. This is the liver. And I get angry because it didn't work. And then I'm going to blame my husband, Frank. We're just making up names. Uh, it's his fault. And that gives me fatty liver or the blood results of fatty liver. So I need to look at the bigger picture, the story of well, what's going on. So, Jean, talk to me. Just give me a 10-minute conversation of what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. And that, that liver will start to talk. The person, liver, will talk. Oh, and when I share that, the liver starts to say, oh, right, you're starting to listen to me now? Right. And it actually starts to change chemically and physiologically. And then it might be, oh, and by the way, Jean, you know, I've been, oh, Dr. Boggs, I've been craving lemon water. You, well, what clears the liver? Lemon water. So there's that intuition. So we don't fix anything. What we do is we get everything aligned that we listen back to the body parts. And it might be that it didn't come up as liver. It might have been you stubbed your left big toe. Well, what does that mean? And then each of the body parts comes along and says, let's work in together to make it not working for you. Does that make sense? It does. And for people that are watching, Jean's holding up a, a liver card. Is that what it looks like to you, what people's bodies look like to you out of interest? Oh, so that, that just, I got my graphic designer to make a okay. beautiful magenta purple androgynous person because the body doesn't know if it's male or female. So when I've worked, I, I don't work with clients anymore one-on-one -on -one after 25 years. Um, I only teach it and write about it and things. But the if I had a female, sometimes testes would come up or male um, uh, ovaries would come up or uterus. The body doesn't actually know if it's male or female. Now, that also relates to the quantum of yes. is it past life, is it future, no time zone. So it, it's a neutral body for all of my teaching on the oracle cards. Um, but when I, the liver actually looks like that metaphysically and physically, um, it's just we've been trained to see it purple or dark maroon color okay. uh, as well. 
Um, and this is how you teach. So um, yes. if people, you know, obviously have health issues or are interested in the work that they do, you have practitioners that work for Absolutely. you, that you've trained. Absolutely. They don't work for me. They're qualified, trained, okay. accredited so that they can go and do one-on-one or I say, oh my gosh, come and learn it yourself and look into your own body. Okay. <laughs> gosh, I mean, <laughs> what so the, a lot. The fixing is, it goes back to lifestyle, totally lifestyle, but I, I always want to know that what the story is. And when you talk to people that first 10 minutes, people share their stories. So I'll, I'll give you an example of. I'd love that. Um, let's pretend, pretend a person's called Gertrude. Gertrude says, oh, hi, Jean. I am absolutely livid because my children just won't do what I say. You know, every time I want them to go to bed, they start playing. So in uh, the, each body consciousness, this is the adrenal glands, but in the body consciousness, I'm livid, so it's in the liver. So I'm not getting what I want to organize and plan and I'm getting angry. The children won't do what I say. So I know it could be throat chakra, thyroid, parathyroid, because each body part has two jobs. So for example, the pancreas um, organizes all the sugar aspect, but it's where the emotion of anxiety is held. It's about change and uh, adapting. So I know if the person's not coping with change or adapting to change, They'll crave more sugar. So it's just marrying like um, the physical metaphysical together. So you can actually hear people talk and I'll go, oh, liver, gallbladder, uh, spleen, vitamin B. But they actually, people speak it, but unconsciously. And when people learn this, they, they can hear liver, gallbladder, left brain, uh, right shoulder chakra. You can actually hear it. It's the most a beautiful thing ever. Um, and even speaking it, those body parts start to line up and go, oh, okay, you can relax now. You don't have to be sick now. So you just mentioned the chakras. So can you see the chakras as well in, within yes. the body? What yes. do they look like? So for me, uh, I see two, two forms or three forms of chakras. There's the main eight chakras. Most people talk about seven, yes. but there's an eighth one here on the thymus gland, which is between the throat and heart. Uh, and they've got the primary colours of like root chakra, red, I say called orange, but they're uh, primal as in childlike masculine. And then there's also the feminine aspect. So instead of red root, there, which is um, survival and anger, there's also the feminine, which is then a maroon. So get angry, but the feminine is be passionate so like with the liver which is where we hold anger there's also anger in the root chakra but if i take the anger which i said people love the anger you get passionate so if you get angry you get passionate right? great I'm word gonna, <laughs> i'm gonna get up and do that thing great so there, there's the uh then the eight chakras turn into the softer colors there's also chakras on uh what i call minor chakras eyes ears nose mouth so when people's eyesight go it may not be their physical eyes it could be the eye chakras such as if someone has high expectations um uh, uh, might be the ear chakra that they it's not that they can't hear or they're not being heard it's that they're listening to their own negative self-talk so it's actually the ear chakra which sits on top and all the ear the minor chakras are a goldy white color 
And then there's extra chakras, such as when people talk about growing pains in children between the shins, there's that like a brownie colour, which is the earth link chakra, where children don't know how to be here on earth. And the growing pain is, well, I'm going to grow up because I see grown-ups being grumpy. So then, then they don't know how to connect with earth. So I see lots, I see auras, I see past lives. But when I'm describing them, I don't define it of, well, it's because it's in a past life. It's like a combination of everything. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it, it, when we cotton onto this in Western medicine, there'll be um, a quicker, more efficient way how to heal. Definitely quicker. Just as you're talking, I don't know why, but I'm feeling like coughing. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> So, so can I share? I'll, I'll be sure. rather than... Um, I'll have a sip of water while you're talking. Sometimes coughing can be um, grief um, for the person, um, like just coughing the grief up. It can be reaction response of like, as I said, you know, a quicker healing process. If somebody coughs, it could be of like, <coughs> oh yeah, that's great. Um, and it's like a response of, yes, let's get that done. Let's make it quicker. Um, but again, I want to talk to the person just for that 10 minutes, what's their individual story? Rather than when I was nursing, it was if you all had low blood pressure, you all went on the same medication yes. and then we have to get a balance and it took a long time. Where you have low blood pressure, it might be adrenal glands uh, that not having enough water, uh, not having enough sleep, uh, your cortisol's high and also you're just not motivated with life. So you keep wanting to faint really quick that took like two seconds mm. but it's just having a chat with that person that's the key which doctors used to do um doctors used to be able to do this have the chat with oh mrs blogs how are you how's the family how's your dog it was find out what's happening to them emotionally and mentally yes. then go physically very interesting. And I, you know, just as you're saying this, I really am of the belief and I've done it myself that, you know, changing your, I mean, I've always been generally, well, generally a healthy person, but changing your mindset really mm. changes your life. Yeah. I believe we create yeah. a reality. That's my, that's my belief. Totally. I'll just say yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> um, just another question talking about dis-ease or sickness a while ago, I just wanted your opinion on this or for other people in general, not, yeah. not during this virus time, but, you know, a couple months and months ago, I got really sick, but not sick, sick, but, you know, vomiting and diarrhea. It was, you know, just that sort of sick. And I just had this intuitive, I didn't worry about it because I had this intuitive knowledge that my body was being upgraded. And it is, I tell you, it's, I, I, even though we're on different sides of the country, I could just give you the biggest squeezy hug because it is. Mm. It, when we have, uh, we'll use the word sick because that's what people yes. are sick. But perhaps that was the wrong terminology. No, no, it's great because that's a very general thing. People say, oh, I was sick last week. So whether it be vomiting, a migraine, stub their toe, whatever it is, um, it is an upgrade. So back to the patterning, what's our patterning that I've then created, um, which is our reality, et cetera, diabetes. Why did I create that? Uh, if we go back to that beginning of um, I was sick, the upgrade of getting diabetes or diagnosed as diabetes, the upgrade is uh, why don't you change your lifestyle? 
Mm. So diabetes is um, not coping with change, um, it, whether it's juvenile, whether they're born, whether it's onset, whether it's elderly, whether it's obese, diabetes, not coping with change. Hmm. What if the upgrade was as you spiked in the diabetes or whatever it was, why don't you upgrade of you design your destiny so that you can cope with the change. So I do believe this is, as, that's why it's a gift of, yes. and that's why I say, oh my God, that's fantastic that you were sick, Louisa. It, and well, you vomited. You can call it a complete elimination. <laughs> I literally lay in bed for about a while. I just lay there. I just couldn't, yep. like I just lay there and I was vomiting and all the other things. Yep. Terrible, not the best things, but I yep. kind of was happy because I knew that, I don't know, I could just, almost, almost the cells in my body were um, upgrading. That's the only word I can think of. Perfect. Perfect. Upgrade, ascension, uh redefining all, all of that yes. you know all of the beautiful words which is i probably simplify it and i'll say to people it's all of that it's called a wake up so whether it be okay. you know coronavirus what if that was a wake up uh, whether it be you know cancer whether it be loss of job that's why i say disease doesn't have to be cancers and things like that disease could be um i'm also running late that's pineal gland. Um, I just never could see the bigger picture. Pituitary. I never get time for myself. Thyroid. So it's mm. always an upgrade or an awakening of stop. Just take a moment. And, um, yes. you know, certain times we have certain diseases or diseases are trendy. So we used to have a really bad disease a long, long, long time ago. It was called the plague, which we now call common cold. And the song, Ring a Ring of Roses, A Pocket Full of Posies. A tissue, a tissue, we all fall down. People forget that a ring a ring of roses, they used to put roses, um, a row of roses outside somebody's house if they had the common cold because they'd die. A pocket full of posies, which is a tissue. A tissue, a tissue, wipe your nose, sniff, sniff. Uh, we all fall down is they drop dead. Uh, so it was a, an awakening and we've gone from common cold so like corona corona is just another wake up um having worked with corona massive wake up isn't it oh well i must see this is why i get a bit crazy louisa oh i love crazy we love crazy at passion harvest <laughs> um, i've worked with corona in um pathology this is corona 19 oh. like i worked with other ones and it just keeps mutating to say wake up wake up and corona means a cycle or circle so what's the cycle? Let's change the cycle. Let's change the cycle. Wake up. Wake yeah. up. So it's like an upgrade. Look, very, very interesting. That kind of segues me to into what you mentioned previously. Some people have dis-ease and mm. they unfortunately die from it. Fortunately or fortunately, unfortunately, however yeah. you want to use the term. But you said if they do pass, it, it has an incredible teaching or healing from um their family or the friends or the people that are surrounding them. So yes. can you just, do you mind just explaining that a little bit more? Absolutely. So I would get everyone to imagine a set of dominoes and you're going to stack them up where they all line together. So it's like when you touch one end of the dominoes, it hits the other one, hits the other one, hits the other one. So it's got that real type effect. So uh, we'll go back to Gertrude on my female uh, examples are always Gertrude. All of my males are, are Frank. And okay. so Gertrude has got um, blue disease. Well, I even changed 
what it is. She's got blue disease and she lets her family know, which is the next domino, um, who lets friends know what's the next domino. And everything is tried for Gertrude from Western medicine to beautiful alternative to diet, to coffee enemas, to Gerson therapy, to, you know, everything she's trying to be, but she dies of blue disease. What we don't understand yet in, in our belief system, some cultures do, is when she dies, she's actually gifting us to see a bigger picture and that there's a bigger knowing that it's only the body has died, her essence is always around. Um, so we've got things like, you know, we can look at photos and videos and reflect and keep letters and that sort of thing. But when Gertrude died, it allows other people to actually uh, blossom. So an example, and I've learned it personally. So when my mum died, it was actually a blessing in disguise. Uh, at home, it was very, what I call top colorful. There was extreme violence, extreme. So um, quite often I'd wake up um, with um, blood dripping on, on my face um, because my uh, dad had a knife at my mum's neck. And many times she tried to run away, but he would hunt us down. And um, she didn't know what to do. She kept going back. And in those days, they didn't have the services that they do now. So for her, it was actually a sense of peace of, I go, this is, I, I don't know what to do. I need to go. So for me, it was when she died, I was lost. I was homeless, but it was a blessing because then I didn't see my dad. But it gifted me the opportunity to learn life really learn life if she had a stayed i don't think i would have been the person that i am today that it was um gave me opportunities to stop the cultural things because i didn't have anyone to that i felt i had to people please or go back to their cycles if that makes sense yes um it gave my mother's mum a um a blessing like she strongly believed in God, but she said, well, how could God take her daughter? It took her a couple of years, but she understood that it was a blessing for her as well, because I could actually see her more because my dad wasn't in the picture. So sometimes we can't see the immediate blessing. It is in that third dimension time zone that when someone does go, there's a bigger picture. And that sometimes, especially suicide, um, having been suicidal myself or when people say, I don't know, why did they take their life? One beautiful client, will call her Gertrude, a nurse. On Mother's Day, um, about five years ago, she opened the curtains to her patio and as she opened them to open up the fly screen door, etc., her son was hanging oh, and on Mother's Day. He was 18. And she just took it so personally. Why didn't she see what was going on, what was, he'd just broken up with his girlfriend. So he had loss and pain. He didn't know how to deal with the emotional care. So the quickest and the easiest way to deal with the loss was to take his life. But he wasn't aware of when he did that, he'd create loss for anyone else. Um, after about three sessions of medical intuition, mum was able to come to a resolution of that bigger pain, understanding he was in pain. He hasn't done anything to her. It wasn't her fault. 
Um, and she felt the presence of her son around all the time. So every Mother's Day, um, we always connect just by text because I became quite close to that client. Um, but she just says every day, and especially Mother's Day, thank you to her son for bringing that blessing. Um, yeah, so sometimes we don't understand. Well, some cultures, they, they do the most beautiful, beautiful ceremonies of death and understand that there's a part there there's a gift in it there's a beautiful gift i think the native uh, uh, american indians also talk about there's a, a death blessing when someone yeah. passes as well yes and past lives like atlantis they had beautiful ceremonies or oh, the maoris oh my gosh when they do that oh my god goosebumps me too <laughs> and the singing and the you know, the, the, the oh, I'm going to cry, um, the, the, the whole ceremony or Buddhist monks and nuns, um, they know intuitively when they're going to die and so do the other nuns or, or monks. They prep themselves and the monks will take that monk to a tree with some food, some water, some blankets, leave them and then they go back after a few days to go collect the body so the person actually gets to pass over in a beautiful state and i think oh my gosh oh my gosh and i learned some of that too when i was nursing i, I delved into palliation to understand mm. again medical intuition what's going on when they die let's have a look at the body what's happening is the soul left is the soul even in there what's happening and, and when i was nursing i'd what i'd look at the patient and i think they're gone oh there you are and i'd be like talking to the the, the person. So you could see you can see the soul leaving the body. Yes, yes. There's just this absolute peace in the body of ah, right. That experience of cancer and back pain, where it's done. That's just an experience. And then, then the, I guess that the other question. Well, I've got so many questions, but I can't ask them all. But that also asks the question of near, people that have near death experiences come back to the body. Yes. What is your take on that? So from working with the bodies uh, medically, you know, when I've had to resuscitate mm. them, uh, when I volunteered for state emergency service where we used to use the jaws of life and used to see quite horrific things or emergency as well as this sort of work, sometimes, like, there's multiple explanations. And there is a gorgeous psychologist, uh, he wrote a book, uh, Journey of Souls, I think. I've forgotten his name. I'll, fi I'll find it. I'll put a link in the show. Yeah, now. Journey of Souls. I, it was just beautiful. I must have been 18 or 19 when I read it. But it was his version was beautiful as well. But sometimes people's uh, wake up may not be through a cancer, job loss, whatever. They need to uh, access that quantum soup in another form um, to have a realisation of, actually, I don't want to leave it. I want to go back in and redesign my life or reconnect to the family or maybe it's something they need to go out. I call it out there, but it's not. Mm. Go to another space or dimension to get an insight to bring it back in. Um, and when we've done the sessions or when I've talked to patients, I've, I've actually been quite bold. I say, do you actually need to do that? Like, do you need to put yourself through that space or why not just, and I'd be sitting at the beach in the meditation and do it then, you know, without the, the trauma of in and out. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, 
yeah, quite often it's a, a, a way of accessing that, like pulling the tomato for the soup down into them. We don't have to make it that way. That's an extreme. That's an extreme um, <laughs> scenario. Yes. Yeah. We're, yes. And maybe but it's a nice way to explain explain it. Yes. Yes. And it depends on the personality. They might like extreme adventures. Um, or uh, another person say is Brian de Flores. These are names that I heard of um, a few years ago. Brian de Flores, who was a truck driver, who didn't believe any of this sort of stuff, and he just pie and chocolate milk type thing and I had an accident and uh, woke up one day and was drawing all this beautiful language of light on the walls and looked at it and went who did that what, what? you did what and it took him from that truck driver this way of being to this way of being which was actually integrating physical metaphysical to me it's always doing the both not just one way um, mm. so yeah some people like to have different journeys fabulous <laughs> answer i love that and i guess one of my final questions is um so when you uh when you see people and the auras and the bodies and the chakras is are you having a higher guidance that you know of right Yes, no. My favorite answer, yes, no. Okay. I love so that answer. It means I, nothing and everything. <laughs> so there is higher guidance, but I actually, through the process of becoming a medical intuitive practitioner, you actually understand not to actually say it is the higher guidance. They're there. I call them all dudes um, because of the angels, guides, beings. I, they're all, to me, all dudes. And you can see all the all of them and sometimes oh. i don't know what their name is it's a sound it's a color it's a it's an actual physical thing that by saying when you play with the quantum by saying i channeled archangel frank okay um, well, back to frank or gertrude <laughs> yes uh, it actually disconnects us from our own wisdom that we don't have to channel it from them they're there to support us be with us that you can access it as well. So do I get it directly from what I call the absolute, um, which is everything, I get it direct. So that's why I say I'm not, I'm not clairvoyant, clairsentient or get messages. It will be straight out, Louisa, bang, here it is, which can be very confronting for people because they're used to, my guide has told me, that's still all there as well. But I also say you can access it straight and have all of the amazing uh, embodiment of everything there as well. So I don't always say in your aura is this, in the chakras that, in the, it's just here's, here's the info. If people ask, I can say, oh, look, yeah, there's actually um, a red Indian here, it's from here. But I don't tend to say, unless the person asks, it to me, it's just everything is right there. Let's access everything which is corona, everything, cycle, medical, whole and complete. Let's get that thing and alchemize it, flick the switch so that it's working with you, not against you. This is just absolutely fascinating. It's fun, isn't <laughs> I it? I love it, but I also love your answer because it almost um, doesn't give your power away. Yes, yes. Which oh, I really like. Sometimes power away, I've heard people when they've done uh, psychic development courses are, 
I couldn't see my guide. Um, I failed or I can't open my third eye. Your third eye has never been closed. It, nothing ever is closed. Everything's there. It's just, you've got to learn to drive the bus. How do you mm. learn to drive the bus? Patience. Patience. Um, um, silence. Sometimes not even silence. Sometimes okay. put on ACDC and sing whatever ACDC. I don't know what they're saying. Um, but sometimes it's just be in that moment, whether it's dancing, yoga, silence, um, eating a mat. My silence can be eating a mango. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is silence for me. That's a beautiful way to express it. I love that. Um, I have to ask the question, is there anything you need to tell me? Anything? Uh, with your body? Yes. Uh, so I'm going to ask... Or soul or spirit or... If, yeah, if, yeah. yeah, I just say body because it's a physical Oh, okay. Um, for me, it's really important. One of the things that I learnt, it was such a beautiful grounding having nursing, um, was confidentiality privacy so when people ask I always ask permission um, and I always will in such a public forum I'll actually only uh, say things that are uh, respectful rather than going oh my god Louisa you should see what's in your body it's all about respect for the person sure, okay. so if you're okay I'm just yes, going I'll, to if, like, I think it'll be really interesting for the audience as well I'll be the dummy, <laughs> the dummy. okay so um let's go into so um when i look um, i dropped my eyes down instead of looking at you yes I look to the side it takes me away from the third dimension physicality um so what i did get was in your parathyroid on the right hand side um it is slightly uh low in its chemical problem uh, that is so the thyroid and parathyroid they work together with beautiful knowledge um, the thyroid area is about devotion to self this is for everyone devotion to the self being your own best band but in here it was a sense of feeling suffocated I've got to do that I've got to do that I've got to do that I don't have time for myself I've got to do that I've got to do that so there's a actual chemical part related to a physical doing us that's mm -hmm. also relating to the pituitary yours is actually quite endocrine um so related to the pituitary um and the pituitary gland um uh so the estrogen levels are a little bit higher than normal progesterone's are lower um let's go that's also affecting the adrenal gland so a little bit uh the cortisol levels a little bit high this isn't just from recent i'm actually going from november last year the body has got into a cycle um so just thinking about november last year what was happening what you're doing it doesn't have to be major it could be you know i remember jumping a plane and then i was thing or so just thinking about november last year am i meant to answer you yeah if you oh okay yeah. um oh okay well Lots of interviews, um, yep. working, juggling children and yep. divorce and selling houses. And right. it was well, just a busy time. Thyroid. Thyroid. Totally thyroid. Mm -hmm. um, and also just at, back to parathyroid, um, just that busyness of doing for everybody else. So the patterning started there. If I bring it back to now, okay, let's just go. So your body's taking you back to 
the pituitary and also the hypothalamus. Hypothalamus is like the CEO of the endocrine system. Um, it does the involuntary things like valve opening, closing, temperature. Um, so you, you possibly could have had symptoms like, like hot flushes, but it's not menopause. Just every now and again, it's like, a bit hot or just sort of stay for a moment or a little bit of dizziness. Um, it's uh, the hypothalamus, pituitary, parathyroid and endocrine. Um, the, in that balance, uh, I'm just looking at the chemical aspect. I legally can't diagnose, prescribe, treat, do all those things. Okay. But I can offer information of... Um, you could possibly uh, just have a look at um, just a chemical aspect like either naturopath or homeopath just to balance out the homeopathic, uh, balance out the hypothalamus, which is affecting those four main endocrine. Um, uh, that will then support the parathyroid. We're just going to go sideways for a moment. Uh, which is um, just in the skeletal system. So just the count is affecting the calcium levels um, of your body, which have you been craving any greens, um, like spinach or any of that? I, I, I like vegetables, yes. No, craving. No, no. no. Um, have you had any headaches? Uh, I actually had one a few days ago. Okay. Um, the reason I'm asking is the copper levels. So now we're going into the chemical. Generally, I don't have headaches though. Yeah. So the copper levels are a little bit off. Um, and sometimes people will crave greens and greens are not the best thing to happen, have when all this chemical aspect is happening. So, uh, and then that's affecting the absorption of calcium as well, um, which is then affecting the adrenal. So uh, this is where my nursing comes in that I can, look but quantify oh uh -uh. so then the result would be then saying yeah i look i would look at possibly a match path of um balancing the hypothalamus for uh progesterone uh and copper um and she might make a remedy she might offer food or nutrition um because this is in the proper consult sometimes food and nutrition would come up in a consult as well but that's the immediate thing that comes up very interesting. Um, I think does that that does that give you a good example? So it can get quite detailed. Yes. Um, with it. Um, really uh, interesting. Yeah, but the, and then the end result is going back to because it's done in the parathyroid of the body's actually wanting once you resolve the chemical, could you start making a lifestyle instead of the pattern of November lifestyle of putting yourself first, um, every activity thyroid parathyroid. Every activity you do first is you. So first in the morning, once you empty your planet, go and do a meditation, journal, uh, do some, whatever it is. I'm five. pretty good at that. I'm pretty good at... The body hasn't got that pattern. Okay. Yeah. So it's like once you start, just keep everything in the flow of mm. your activity. Amazing. I love it. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> that was great. And that was just, you know, it's incredible how, I mean, I don't know what all the, the terminology is you're yes. using, but, you know, such knowledge you have in such detail and I'm sure it would go on and on. But, you yeah, know, it yes. was very, very interesting. Thank you so much. Um, in the interest of time, is there something you'd specifically like to talk to our audience about? Hmm. 
probably I I think just the the insight that the body's always talking no matter what happens in our life physically chemically emotionally mentally all of that that it is a gift and if we could just take a moment to um, just reflect whatever's going on and the first answer be thank you so much job loss cancer um, snotty nose children playing out whatever it is just thank you this is an opportunity for me to redesign my destiny uh, and, and instead of it then locking into the body that yeah it's just an opportunity of your health is your wealth make yourself as a priority always i think that's the main thing and that when bad things happen they're not really bad or disease happens thank you so much buddy for talking I have no idea what you mean but i know there'll be an answer and solution to support me always beautiful health is your wealth that's i love that one as well and <laughs> obviously for anyone that's listening or watching this interview jeans um all your details will be in the show notes i just like to ask the guests and i know you can't always advise but if someone's looking to follow their passion <laughs> since this is a show about passion yes and they might be too fearful or they're just unsure what is your advice jump <laughs> I love it. And, and, and Amazing. that passion, this is my passion. I, it was my natural gift as a child. I suppressed it, suppressed it to the point of suicidal. Um, instead of getting to that point where you live your best life, just jump. If you really love the idea of making chocolate cake or the idea of making, there's a company called What the Crap or Who's the Crap or Who Gives the Crap or Is something. Is that the toilet paper? Yes, yes, I've heard of them. Ah, oh, I love them. I, I, they've run out with coronavirus stuff, but they had a passion to help the community. Fifty percent of their profit goes to a third world country. The people that make the toilet paper tissues and paper towel didn't have sanitary. So, with the money that goes back to them, they make the paper. They now have sanitary, as in toilets. Um, their passion is quirky. They're computer nerds that know how to have a sense of humor, great marketing programs, but they wanted to give back. They jump before they're ready with a quirky name of who gives a crap or what the crap. I'll put it up. Yes, I'll, I'll look it up. When you open the toilet roll, there's jokes on the paper outside. When you open the boxes, it says, Dear Mr. Postman, thank you so much. On the other side of the box, it says, You have a nice bum. Just, just. <laughs> jump before you're ready don't worry about appearances go for it because that's what people will tune into is your passion and just just jump for it jean sheehan what a beautiful way to end um the show thank you so much for being on passion harvest i really appreciate <laughs> everything you've told me and i'm, I'm going to go back and listen to it i can't wait <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having this pleasure a delicious thing for people to be in touch with their passion spread your wings with it more louise i love it love it thank you so much bye for now bye bye that is the end of our passionate episode thank you so much for listening and please subscribe leave a review tell your friends and spread the passion as always every day may you be more and more passionate